I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyway, let's get into some of the biggest news over the weekend. So, obviously, last week, our LPA came out and said we are boycotting media um, engagements. I think it's uh, on game day, pretty much around game time. Like, the details of it are, um, yeah, it's quite detailed, but pretty much on game day and around the weekend of rugby league. Anyway, so, my biggest issue with both sides, the NRL and RLPA, was clarity i just didn't know what what was the the sticking point that made such a drastic um point um a hard thing for them to come to the table anyway so basically the rlpa since uh have released uh basically a statement so you can go to rlpa.com.au and it will tell you exactly the players concerns and then you can go to nrl as well when the nrl made their statement and then you can make the decision for yourself so that's first and foremost guys as a fan you have the right to make the decision for yourself but this is just the information that, you know, is in front of us right now. Now, obviously, we'll give our opinions on the situation. So last week, I was a bit like, oh, I reckon this is a pretty harsh stance by the RPA. After seeing their reasons, um, I'm, I'm much more understanding as to why they are a bit frustrated uh, with the NRL. And um, so basically, they've put up a fact. Is this all about money? No, we have not asked for a single dollar more from the NRL since 2022. So that money has been agreed to since December last year. And basically, the setup of the deal is this. About eight years ago or whatever, the NRL and the players agreed to a revenue share agreement. So rather than the NRL going, we will pay you, we'll just use a, a random, we will pay you $50 million a year, random number. They go, instead of giving you just this, this hard and fast number, we'll make you a partner in the game and you will share a percentage of the revenue. So if the game makes... You know, X amount, you get a percentage of that X amount. If the game loses X amount, then, you know, obviously you lose as well. So it's almost like a partnership. Um, and so they're in this position now where their concerns are the fact that the NRL are trying to tell them how to spend that share of revenue, which I can understand to agree. Anyway, why did the players take action? After 20 months of negotiation, the NRL responded to the players' settlement proposal with 100 drastic changes, and it was a take-it-or-leave-it offer effectively halting negotiations. The players were left with little choice but to take action and get the NRL back to negotiation table. Um, 
the intent of the action uh, is that the RLPA NRL must agree to recommence negotiations. So the intent of the action is to get the NRL back to the table. Um, are the RLPA against expansion? No. Uh, basically, one of the big sticking points is the NRL want to be able to extend the season by two games without the permission of the players. And the players are saying, <clears throat> we're not against extending the season or expansion, but we want it in writing that we at least get a say as to whether the um, season is extended. So the NRL has said anything over two games, we have to ask players, but anything two or under, we don't. And I can understand where the players are coming from with this because two games isn't nothing. That's two whole, two more weeks of work. So, and I know a lot of people sitting there going, oh, well, our, our, our um, boss always makes us work longer hours. Well, they don't, like, you still have... Um, rights like as a worker if you work 40 hours a week or the the minimum threshold and your boss says oh, i need you to work you know 50 or whatever like obviously as a team player you should try to you know if your boss needs you you help out or whatever but at the same time you shouldn't be forced to work those hours it's a conversation of like well sorry mate like i've got this on i've got this on whatever and so i think the players are basically saying like no we're happy to expand we just want you to be able to come to us and say we're going to put these two extra games on Everyone all good? Yep, all good. Let's go ahead with it. Rather than we're putting two extra games on, you know, whatever. Put it this way. When a player runs on the field, essentially any NRL player that runs on the field over the weekend, you are either one of you, so one player on the field is guaranteed to get a concussion and an injury. So that's that's one part of it. So basically you're adding two more chances of that happening to you. It's not a – and yes, they get – really handsomely compensated, but that's not a small thing. Like, it's a a dangerous game, rugby league. Um, And so I can understand why the RLPA would want to basically have a say in that. Uh, Other other issues like player data, the NRL, uh, basically the players want to have control over their own data and where it goes. Now, some might say, well, you know, you're on your phone anyway, so if you're giving your data to to Zuck, why wouldn't you give it to the NRL? (laughs) I think the difference here is, is that I'm a consenting individual choosing to go on Instagram, whereas going to work, you shouldn't give, you're not consenting in that manner. You're just going to work. So it's a little bit different. Uh, financial reporting, the, the RLPA want access to it. So um, the RLPA has come out quoted and said, the RLPA last year had to fight during COVID and last year's revenue share negotiations to, cr- in, to increase what was owed to the players by 28 million. It's important to players have property rights and access to accurate financial information. So basically, Connor Watson said on Triple M that last year they had to ask the NRL to, for, to get someone to audit the NRL's books before they found $28 million that was actually owing to the players. What have you got there, Manny? Oh, just, just one more thing on the data thing. Part of that is medical data. So obviously, there's a huge difference between getting your data on Instagram and your actual medical data, which is supposed to be... Very confidential. Well, very con. You Wait. go see a doctor. Yeah, they don't get to just go. You know, he's got a shoulder surgery. He's got this, mm-hmm. got that. Um, yeah. So the financial reporting. I think if you're in a revenue share relationship, I think you should be able to see the books. Like I, I think you should. Um, international player payments. So basically, people are going, why are the why are the players not willing to pay the other teams equal? The difference is is that so the NRL nine Fox have a. a like a, an agreement in regards to they pay for all the NRLs games, they pay for Origin games, whatever. International games isn't part of that broadcast deal. And so what the concern with the NRL players is is that you are, you're saying that we, out of the players' percentage of revenue, need to pay for all the other countries 
while there are there are going to be broadcast deals for international rugby league, why can't that broadcast deal at least at the very least pay as much as it can towards the players, and then maybe the NRL players will top it up to to make the international game better. But at the moment, it looks like that players are going to have to pay everyone else's wages. And then the international broadcast deal, that looks as though that will just go straight to the governing bodies. It's like basically me saying, oh, Guru, I'm starting up another show. It'll ma- it might make bloke bigger, but it's coming out of your pay. You'd be like, well, hang on a sec. Why don't you use the sponsorship money from that show? And, and look, you might go, look, let's say you're not earning enough through sponsorship. Then I'm willing to talk about trying to help us get bigger. But until then, like, why, why aren't you using the money there first? And anyway, um, there's other bigger ones. Anyway, go to the site, guys. You'll be able to see way more um, concerns. Um, there's other bigger ones like if the CBA, sorry, if the play, if the game loses forty million dollars, they can automatically cancel the CBA agreement, which is super scary because, and it seems to be vaguely quoted, but if the game, like any business, you could lose money in regards to the game could go out and buy all these assets, and on the profit and loss statement, it would say you lost money. But you went out and bought all those assets. So the scary thing with that is, is like, what if the, the game starts investing a lot of money into itself and then the, the, the profit and loss sheet says a $40 million loss, but it actually has all these assets? Well, technically, they're in breach. It's a $40 million loss. The players are in breach there. They lose everything. Um, another one is if the game loses $10 million, even if it makes the money back up the next year and the year after, the players have to pay it. So there's a lot, there's a lot that are, it is quite serious. Um, I will say, even though saying all of that, so I can see where the players are coming on for sure, like that... These seem like pretty serious, like not pretty, really serious things. I will say, though, I'm still of the mind that I don't think they should boycott Origin Media. I, I think that that is one place that, you, you know, you go, this is truly for the people. We're representing where we're from. Yes, you know, this is a way to send a message, but I don't, I don't feel the fans are getting punished at the moment to a, like to that much. Like, yeah, they miss some half out. I do think the fans will be punished if they don't get to experience Origin once a year. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we have got a lot of debutants and whatnot. I imagine, you know, just trying to Matty, I'm sure you'd be stoked to hear from um, Keon this week, for yeah, example. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I'm, that's just one of 16 clubs. Like, imagine imagine AJ Brimson scores the match winner for Queensland. Like, all, firstly, all of Queensland, but imagine all the Titans fans that want to hear from him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, sure. I, th- I think that's one where I'm like, it is too much punishing to the fans. Um, to boycott that, so I hope they ret- I hope they change that. The, the good news is though, DCE will be saying a speech on the stage after the game. Okay, that's good. So they have bent a little bit. Yeah, so they won't be doing the press conferences, but they I saw I think two days ago that yeah, DCE will be doing the speech. See, that's good. It shows yeah. the fans like the players do care. I promise you, they care. Yeah, and that that was something I hadn't even considered until I sat down with you the other day that. Yeah there would be a shield handed over with nothing. Yeah, that's so, unfair on the fans. Yeah, and that I think really I think if, if DCE is going to say something, geez, that tells you fans something, that the players aren't assholes like they're being painted to be. Yeah. So, look, the thing is, is like from a purely business perspective, like let's, let, let's look at the NRL's perspective here. We'll take the emotion out of the, the person perspective. If the NRL got this deal through and we came out next year and the NRL had made the most profit ever by a mile, we'd all be sitting here wrapping the NRL. We'd all be saying, you know, the game has been struggling for so long. We haven't been financially managed really well. Now we've got all this money to, to, to buy assets, to invest in the game. And so that's where I go. You can understand where the NRL are coming from. We've never been in a position where we've – like, look at the AFL. They're in such a strong position. And what's ironic is the, RL, the RLPA, also the, 
the Players Association for the AFL actually have an even crazier deal than NRL. But anyway, that's beside the point. The AFL did such smart, they bought the Marvel Stadium or whatever it's, it's Marvel Stadium, is it? Anyway, they bought it. That They own that, the AFL, as an asset, which is like, it puts them in a crazy strong position and we need to do that as a game. So from the NRL's perspective, if, if that is their intention of, this is why we're looking to try and claw back some money as much as we can because we want to reinvest it, then I can see, even though some of this like player data and stuff, that has nothing to do with money, that's more just like, surely the players should have control of that. So that's the perspective the NRL are coming from. We want to have, I think anyway, we want to finally be able to get the game with a bunch of money in the bank so we can buy some assets. I just think there's got to be a, a meeting, a middle ground. I really do. Um, and so I can, I can understand where the players are coming from. I really can. Um, it's just, we just got to find a way to take care of those ones that aren't about money. But also if the NRL, I don't know, maybe, maybe they have spoken about it heaps of times, but if the NRL came out and said, the reason why we're doing this is because if we make $50 million extra, we're going to buy this, this, and this property. Then I think fans would be like, well, that's a reasonable stance to take. And mate, from, from a fan perspective for me who, you know, like I've, it's only in the last few days that I've actually, I feel like I've started to have a genuine understanding of what's actually going on here. Yeah, yeah. It has just been so vague and such a guessing game. And I think as fans, it's very hard when like, the media is portraying the players as greedy and whatnot. Mm. And it's all you really hear. Like, I wish the RLPA would have put this out two months ago. I know, I, I know, bro. I, I, like, I, I, I even like, like you have a look at the Instagram. Like I remember a few months ago, the, the boys all put up the teal tile yep. and everything. Yep. Jeez, if you would have had another four slides with this information on it, it changes everything. Yeah, it's very, very if different. You had a, if you had a, a leader from each club that just got on, literally held their phone like this and explained the situation or different aspects of it, it makes such a difference. Yeah, it really would. It really would. So. Like it's, all, it's all good and well to hear Clint Newton coming out and talk all the time, but we want to hear from the players. Yeah, and, and so Connor Watson has come on and to Triple M. He's talked about it. Aaron Woods has talked about it. Um, so hopefully they can find a middle ground. Um, because as I, as I said, when you look at the history of rugby league, you can understand why the NRL is being aggressive in regards to trying to keep money to invest it because we haven't been good as a, as a game. We've left ourselves in a position where we were during COVID. They, we left ourselves in a really vulnerable position. So we need to find a way to not do that again. And I think that's where the NRL is coming from. But I also get, I definitely get where the players are coming from. Some of these aren't even, put it this way, as we said, the money has been the same since 2022, December. So it's actually, it's no longer about money. It's just more about where it's spent, players' rights, all that kind of stuff. For me, I can I can see points from for both arguments, but one major thing that has me in team RLPA at the moment is that from all reports and everything that I can read and their FAQs, they're really, really pushing for this independent media mediator. And Connor Watson's interview on Triple M when he says, you know, he's, he was quoted saying, if you give the NRL any grey area, they'll take it. So from that perspective, if there's such a, if there's a hundred discrepancies, an independent media is uh, mediator, sorry, is the obvious way to go. Like what my question is, why haven't the NRL agreed to something like that? So that's one thing that does put me in team RPA. Uh, the other thing is, like just going through the NRL media release and then going through the RLPA one, like for example, the NRL one states, um, obviously they, they want the positive spin. They're like player payment, minimum wage will be one progressively increased to 150K by 2025 or 2027 or something. But then the RLPA statement 
says that the NRL want to reduce the minimum wage this year from 130 to 120. So that's that's quite confusing as well. Mm. Um, so that's one thing I'm a bit unclear on. But yeah, as I, as I said, the the independent mediator, if the RLPA are pushing for it, then it, it says to me that, you know, they've got nothing to hide or whatever. Um, so that puts me on their side a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's... Um yeah, well, seeing these things, there's, def- there's definitely points in here where I'm like, you know what, the players definitely should stand up. Um, let's just hope it gets sorted. Really hope it gets sorted. I will say, like, you've got to respect the boys staying together and trying to get a better future for the players. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they can sort it out. The thing with this is, like, both sides have different interests. We've spoken about this quite mm-hmm. a few times. The NRL are trying to make as much profit as possible so that, as I said, in a year, let's say this deal went through, and a year's time later, they made record profits. Everyone would be saying, how good's this? How great's that? So it's, yeah, you can, you can see the intention behind both. But independent mediator, I, I think that's probably just going to be the only way. Now, some will say there's already, so there's been two mediators so far. There's been one that was hired by the NRL, then another guy. Um, I apologize, I don't know what their names were. But an independent, like, industrial one, where it's in, like, an industry one, they, yeah, I think that's probably just going to be the best direction moving forward. Uh, in regards to like the, where they spend the money, I can understand the NRL wanting to have a bit of a say as to the player hardship funds and that, like at least a little bit of a say. Uh, just to, yes, it is the NRL players' money because it's that's their revenue share for sure. But I think that you've got to meet them halfway in, in regards to the where the money is spent. Um, so hopefully they sort it out. Uh, because the game, it's in such a good spot. It's it's such a good spot right now. The footy is entertaining. You know, the matches are great. Like, it, you have to give the NRL credit for the game now being the most viewed sport in the country. This last 12 months has been record revenue generated by the game. Uh, so the game is doing so many things right. So let's hope that we can just meet in the middle somewhere and the boys can, boys and girls can get taken care of uh, in regards to their concerns. Um, but the good thing is, is the players of the future, they're getting taken care of. For example, the 2003, when the Girdler situation happened, he didn't win the Dally M because they boycotted it. That, that boycott actually got them their first ever CBA. Yeah, right. And so, like, you know, players before you have fought for. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, this situ- they've gone through stuff as well. Like, think about the sacrifice Girdler. Craig, Craig uh, sorry, Gower. Gower. Sorry, yeah. Girdler Gower. Both Penrith. Gower, think about the sacrifice Gower made mm. so that these players today and myself got a CBA. Um, did I say Girdler the first time as well? Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking Girdler because he was speaking to Riccio on Triple M and he, I don't know, Newton brought that up. Anyway, Gower, mm. that's a huge sacrifice that a lot, of, a lot of players may not even be aware of, but he sacrificed that Dele M medal for the position that these players are in today, uh, which is pretty incredible. Doesn't get enough, um, I guess, appreciation. Um, anything else, boys? I think that's all for a moment. Yep. So, as I said, listeners, go to NRL.com, go to RLPA, make your own mind up. You've got, you're a fan, you're a paying fan, you have every right to have your own opinion on this and, and decide what you want to decide on it. Um, you know, th- this is just my opinion, just Gurus and just Maddies. Make your own mind up. Um, 
that's the best way to approach it, in my opinion. Uh, now, let's get into some the good stuff. Get that out of the way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.